0: Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. What a Sunday! We got baptisms today. We we're praying to some elders today, announcing a Bible school launch. What a, what a, what a Sunday! Uh, glad you guys are all here. Uh, let me bless you as we get going on this wonderful uh, Sunday. I bless you now in the name of Jesus, that you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit today. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need, whatever help from God you need. I bless you to have the courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over every challenge you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy, and love, and peace, whatever's going on. I bless you with that. In the name of Jesus, may it be. Amen. Amen. All right. Welcome back to our series here in Ephesians chapter 6, where we're talking about putting on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand unshaken and unshakable against any evil or awful moment of our lives. We're doing this series because... I don't want the enemy to keep blowing up your life. I don't want the enemy to blow up your life anymore. I want you to be strong in the Lord. I want you to be filled with peace on the inside. I want you to be overflowing with joy. I want you to be happy. And I want you to be happy not based on circumstances. I want you to be happy because you have learned how to prevail over each and every enemy attack against your life. And so you're standing strong. Is that possible? Yeah, it's possible to, to be that way. And then that's what we're looking at in our study how to stand strong so we can uh, resist in every evil day. Um, it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks since we have been talking about Ephesians chapter 6. So let me just remind us of where we've been in our study thus far. And I'm picking up in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. Several weeks ago, we, we, we started looking at these words. Finally, Be strengthened by the Lord and by His vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason... Take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Now, we, 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 our first week we looked at the context. The context for all of us that we need to know for life and everything like that is the enemy is real. The enemy is real. Peter says our adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion Seeking someone to devour from Genesis to Revelation, we get the, this worldview that what we see is not all that there is, and that there is an invisible spiritual war going on in the heavenly places. The enemy is real, but God is real and more wonderful and more powerful and will triumph uh, in the end, all the good news of, of the gospel. But the enemy is, is very real. And about this enemy, Jesus speaks about, and he says the enemy or the thief John 10, comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus came that we would have life and life to the full, but, but the enemy is a liar, a thief trying to steal your joy, steal your peace, uh, steal, steal your life. He, he's an accuser. He's shameless in his work to, to try and crush the life and joy and, and peace out of your life. He's shameless in that. The the good news, the enemy will try to do that, but you don't have to be blown up by that. You don't have to be blown up by that. You are able to stand strong against every enemy attack by putting on the full armor of God. now, Now, what are some of those pieces? Well, we've looked at three of them in our study thus far. They're listed here starting in verse 14. We read verse 14 says, stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness, like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. And so we've talked about how we start our stand against the schemes of the enemy with truth. The enemy is a liar, and he wants to bombard you with lies about God and lies about you. And so what we do is we start our stand with truth by going back to the very simple things about God. God is good. God sees. God's paying attention. God's amazing. We start our stand with truth and then we continue with, with righteousness. We continue our stand with righteousness because the enemy is an accuser. And the accuser, uh, it goes before God and he is accusing us day and night in the throne room of God in heaven. And then he's accusing you to your face and your heart and your soul so you feel uh, shame and you feel unworthiness. And you feel beat down like, oh God will never care about me or I'm, I'm worthless. And he uh, just bombards you with accusations and we we resist those that onslaught of the enemy by by, st- by living with righteousness, rich, li- living a godly life in Christ Jesus. And then thirdly, we talked about how we stand ready against all the attacks of the enemy by standing in peace. In peace. The enemy knows that anxiety and worry make you the easiest target ever for him. If you have anxiety and worry, your life is wide open for him to just mess, mess with you and wind you up day after day day after day after day, but it's nearly impossible. It's nearly impossible for the enemy to blow up your life if you're standing firmly in peace, not just peace, like I'm chill, but like peace rooted in the gospel of Jesus. Peace rooted in the gospel of Jesus. That's where we've been. A few weeks to just digest that. Celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You know, all that goodness. And today we're going to now pick up with the fourth piece of the armor of God. And I'm going to be reading from verse 16 in Ephesians chapter 6. And here's here's the fourth piece. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one i just going to read that again. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. How can we keep from getting our lives blown up by the enemy? Faith in every situation. Faith. In every situation. Now, that's how it started. In every situation. That's how this verse, in every situation, take up the shield of faith. In every situation. Just to make it easy for us, every means every. Every means every. You don't have to overthink this one. Is this a God moment in my life? Is this an enemy moment in my life? Is this just life happening? The reality is, in every situation, faith is the right thing. Faith is the right thing. For example, I, um, my mortgage went up. Uh, is that an enemy attack against my life? It may feel like it, but it's probably just like it's just, it's just what's going on right now, right? So my mortgage went up, and when the mortgage goes up, then, you know, normal spendable income goes down. I, I don't, I, that's, I don't know, that's at least how it feels to me. I think that's just how it works. Anyway, so I've got I've got this mortgage thing going up. Now, the enemy would... Uh, you know, he might want to use that, but the reality is that's not necessarily an enemy attack against me, but the re- right response to the moment is faith. Not because the enemy's coming at me, it's, it's just life. The right response to this moment is faith. The enemy would love to wind me up about that. He'd love to be like, oh, your your income, your expendable income is going down. Let's freak out. Let's stress out. Let's worry. Let's Let's get discouraged. Let's feel like giving up. Let, let's, let's panic. Let's, let, we'll never have a holiday ever. Like, He's just like, he wants to like, wind me up, but the, but the, but the reality is that no, we just, every situation, the right response is, is faith, whether it's an enemy attack or not. It is, the right response is faith. So what is faith? What is faith? What is what is if we're supposed to take up faith, what is it? Here's here's my definition of faith. I get it from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is believing. Faith is believing. Certainty. The certainty of what we hope. Faith is, is believing. It's believing what we believe. Faith is believing what we believe. Believing all that God says about himself is true. Believing that all God says about us as people is true. Believing what God says about the connection between him and us as his people. Believing that it is true. Not just believing, believing what we believe. Faith is believing. Now, let me give you just kind of an example from, from my own life and how the enemy wants to wind me up and and where the faith stuff comes in here, okay? Thursday. Thursdays typically message writing day, right? I've been doing this for a long time, decades, right? Message writing. But the enemy loves to try and make Thursday the most miserable day of my week. He wants, he's just screaming in my ear, you're never, you're not going to be able to write anything this week. I've been able to write something for the last several decades, but trying to wind me up. You're not going to do it. You're going to just sit there. You're going to have nothing to say. If you do have something to say, it's going to be stupid and, and, and all this kind of stuff. Nobody's going to care and you're going to be boring and dull and all this kind of stuff. The enemy's just like wanting to wind me up all day. I've discovered that I am a bit of a, I have a tendency towards stress eating. And I see this on Thursdays, right? I'm, I'm there actually at this point where I'm typing along, writing this message, and I'm just like, I am so hungry right now. It must be way after lunch. I look at the time. It's ten thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh my goodness, a little square of dark chocolate. Keep typing. Anyways, so uh, you know, I, I, it's just, it's, a, it's an intense it's an intense day message message writing days, and then Sundays. Who knows what's going to happen on Sundays, right? Sundays. Well, how how I might feel about any particular message or or whatever that the enemy can try and wind me up on on Sundays. Um, I typically I typically don't look at my messages and think, oh. This one's going to be amazing. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had that thought. Uh, Unless Kelly tells me it's going to be amazing, then that's the only reason I would know. But uh, but, uh, I don't let her look at these messages before I deliver them. Insecurity, I guess. But, anyways, so um, I, you know, I never know what's going to happen. Very often, I feel like, oh man, it's going to not be good enough, or it's going to be boring, or at what point in the message are my friends Ann and Pat and Royson going to fall asleep, as they tell me that they do, and and uh, love Anne and Pat. But, th- 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 like, w- you know, I just get I just get wound up by the enemy o- over and over again. And maybe I might feel a sense of dread, or I feel like, oh no, the the message isn't sticking in my brain. What happens if if I have a blank out up there in front of all? those people. Like I have like notes, right? But the enemy is winding me up as if I, what would happen if you can't think of what to say next? I have written it down in front of me. I have it multicolor highlighted. It's not going to be a problem. And yet the enemy wants to try and uh, and wind me up. Now today is a little bit different. Uh, today I was I was sit, sitting there ready, and I'm like I'm feeling a little bit too calm. And then the enemy's like, "You're too calm. You should be studying more. You should you should be." Weak. He'll do, use anything to, to, to wind me up or to to mess with me. But but yeah, anyway. So sometimes I'm 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 there. I'm I'm trying to you know just get in the right mindset, and the enemy's coming at me. And so then the question is, how do you take up the shield of faith in a moment like that? When the enemy's lying at you, is trying to wind you up with stresses and worries and fears and anxieties or doubts or whatever, how do you, in that moment, take up the shield of faith? What, what, I, what I call it is, how do I win the war in my mind? How do we win the war of our minds? Winning the war of your mind. There's four steps that I use all the time. Four steps I use to take up the shield of faith in order to win the war of my mind so that the bombardment of the enemy has no effect. So that I can step into my life with peace and, and, and joy. These four steps, again, I do them all the time. Uh, hopefully, I do it well before I stand up on stage or before I, before I get up here. But these, these four steps number one, I rebuke. I rebuke. I rebuke the enemy for his attack against, against me. I recognize that it's probably spiritual. Especially when you have decades experience doing the same thing over and over again. You kind of re- recognize that the lies and the fears and the anxieties and the worries are probably being wound up by the, by the enemy there. And so I just rebuke every unclean spirit that's messing me right now. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I say, get away from me. Get off me in the name of Jesus. Stop messing with me now in Jesus' name. You're not allowed to mess with me. And then I think about what are the feelings that I, that I feel, those faithless feelings that I have. And I'll be like, worried. Get away from me in the name of Jesus. Where, where you have no place in my life right now. Anxiety, you have no place in my life right now. Get out, get away from me in the in the name of Jesus. Insecurity, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, and and, and you know just just I come against all that in the name of Jesus. Now, what if I rebuke something like worry, and it's not spiritual. It's not an enemy thing, and it's just it's just a me. Th- what if it's not. A spiritual thing, I've rebuked something that's not spiritual. Big whoop de doo. <laughs> Who cares? You know, it's like, oh, I've over, I've overdone that. No harm done, no harm, no foul. You, you, I've just made sure that the enemy's not messing with me. That's number one, I rebuke. Number two, I remember. I remember. What is it about God that I need to remember right now? What is it about what God says about me do I need to remember right now? What is it that God says about his relationship with me and my relationship with him that I need to remember right now in my context and my situation? Remember, as I said, faith is believing, right? Faith is believing what we believe. And so I want to remind myself, remember, remind myself what what God says about these things, and then remind myself to believe what I believe about these things. Brian, by faith, do you believe that God is really here? Do you believe that God is here with you right now, that he's here with you in this moment? Do you really believe that? Well, the Bible says not only is God here right now, he, He's not just here in this, in this area, He is here. The Holy Spirit is permanently indwelling inside me because of uh, just being saved by Jesus and Pentecost. I love all this stuff about the Holy Spirit. Yet God is not just here, He's here. Like he, I'm as close to God as it's possible to be right now. He's not far off right now. Brian, do you believe what you believe? Do you believe that God is here? Yes. We've got to remember these things. Brian, do you, do you by faith believe that God is active? That he's willing to help you, that, that he is aware of your situation. that if he's aware of your current challenges, are you aware that God has compassion on you in this moment of, of challenge and strain? Yeah, well, the Bible says God has compassion on all that he has made. The Bible says that, that God is shows that God is very active and very attentive. He, he knows what's going on. Faith is believing. It's believing what we what we know about God, believing what we believe. Brian, do you by faith then in moments, do you, do you believe that you're loved by God? Do you believe that you're cherished by God no matter your circumstances? Do you believe that that you're chosen to be a part of God's family? Well, yeah. The Bible says I'm loved by God. The Bible says that you are loved by God. The Bible says that I'm cherished. The Bible says that you're cherished by God. The Bible says that you have been chosen by God, brought into, adopted into his very own family. Bought at a great price. Faith is believing what we believe. Believing it. Believing it. By the way, sometimes, uh, very few times, but every once in a while, I will find myself right here, over here, and about ready to teach, and still having not won the war of my mind. You know, for, for as uh, simple as it may seem, and I'll be freaking out a little bit. And the last thing that Jesus does, just to kind of help me out before I get up here and and um, fall apart, no, I don't. Is he says, Brian, look at look at the look at the people here. This is this has happened a couple different times, and and it's like he gives me compassion. Like, like he's like, look at look at these people through through my eyes. You don't even know, Brian. Where, what, what they've lived through this week. You don't even know the challenges that they're facing in their life right now, the, the, the disappointments, the, the pains, the things you'll, you'll never even know these things. But I know them and I care. Get your mind off of yourself and care about these people that I care about. And get up there and talk about Jesus. Let's get up there and just talk about the Bible. We've worked on this, Brian, together, this message. Now just go share it in faith. And it, it just getting, getting my eye my off this up, I wish that you could see in those moments just the great compassion that Jesus has for you guys, for you. He sees and he cares so much. It's, it's, it's so amazing. If you could see and, and really believe what you believe about how much God cares about you and how much compassion he has for you in your situations, how much he knows and how much he cares, your, your peace would go up. Your, your worries would go down. Anyways, uh, remember, remember, number two. The third thing that I do is I reset. I reset. Now, again, faith is believing, not just knowing. And, and as I go from knowing God is with me to believing it in my heart. There's lots of examples in the Bible of people resetting and going through this process. One of the ones I think about a lot is in First Samuel chapter 30, and it's David, right? King, king David. He's not actually king at this particular moment. But in 1 Samuel chapter 30, he's in one of those awful moments, and the Bible doesn't tell us if it's an enemy attack against his life or if it's just a bad moment, right? This is just a moment. And what happens is, is, David is returning with all of his soldiers to this town that he's been given and that he's lived in. It's a town called Ziklag. But when he returns to this town, it's destroyed. It's been completely burned down by fire. And all the wives and all the children of him and every one of his soldiers, hundreds of them, hundreds of them, have been Kidnapped, have been taken away by the Amalekites. Amalekites, right? They been taken away by the Amalekites. Not only have have their wives and their children all been been stolen, everything that they have accumulated throughout their lifetime has now been stolen. All their sheepies and goats and and money and and wealth, it's it's all been stolen. Everything has been stolen and the rest of the town has been burned down. This is an awful moment for David. Like his whole life destroyed and and his family taken away he's not he's confident he's not confident that he's going to get his family back or ever see them again it's devastating not only that all of his soldiers hundreds of them now think that they that killing david is a great idea because they're upset and they're bitter and so they're turning on david this is an awful moment now what does david do Well, he works through this process, and and he resets his heart. And it says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And what did he do? He went to the Lord. He got God's heart for the situation. He got God's direction for the situation. And then he reengaged. And he led his people. They got the families back and their stuff back. Happy days. But... But that resetting, he reset himself by going to the Lord. Uh, another story of, of resetting in the Lord is, uh, like, the book of Habakkuk is a great example. The book of ha- Habakkuk in brief, you got Habakkuk's complaining is like, this is, the, look around, God, awfulness everywhere. It's Everything is awful. And God's like, I've got a plan, and I'm going to make it even worse. And Habakkuk says, you're going to do what? And... They have this faith conversation, and Habakkuk goes through this process of resetting his heart so that at the end, he's like, God, he's he's more than, God, I will just trust you with this. He actually goes further than that. He says, I will rejoice in you. Even if the most worst things I could ever imagine happen, I will rejoice in you. That's a man who's reset his heart. So, working through the, these processes, uh, rebuking and then remembering and then resetting ourselves in, in, the, in the Lord. Every morning, I set out to reset my heart. This morning, I was up before my alarm and I'm out there sitting on the sofa. And before I pull out the notes for the day, before I start diving into the day, I'm like, okay, how is the state of my heart for today's opportunities? Am I thinking of today as a challenge or am I thinking of today as an opportunity? Is it a joy to do what, what, what God has in front of me today or is it going to be a stress? And I make sure that I, I, I reset my heart right every single morning and if there's wobbles I can, I can deal with them on the way. And yes I do. I rebuke. I remember. I reset. And then fourthly I resume. I step into the day. I resume. I step forward in faith. Now you know you've you know you've raised your shield of faith. You, you know that you've gone through this process, process effectively. You know you've crossed the line from I hope God to I believe. You know you've done that when the worries that you feel and the anxieties that you feel and the stresses that you feel and the overwhelmedness and the insecurity, whatever, that those go way down. And expectation and peace and hope and joy go, go way up. You know you've won the war of your mind when you feel peace. Why? Because faith is believing. And faith feels like peace. Faith feels like peace. You know that you have your shield of faith up and rightly in place because it feels like peace. That you are believing what you need to believe so that you can stand and you can thrive in the day ahead of you. Ephesians 6.16 said, In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. The enemy wants to blow up your life any way he can, but you can... Become nearly immune by making sure you have your shield of faith up, and that feels like peace. Challenge for today. The challenge for today is I want you to take your biggest stresses, and I want you to work through these four steps uh, of faith in, in every situation. I want you to rebuke, I want you to remember, I want you to reset, and I want you to resume. And you're ready to resume when you feel peace. Work through those processes. That is the process of getting the shield back in place in your life. I want to pray for us. And we'll just start with, why don't you just close your eyes with me. And I just encourage you at this moment to bring your stresses to Jesus. Talking to him right now, Jesus, I bring you my stresses. Jesus, I love, I love it that you, you've made it so clear that you can be trusted. You, you've put it in writing. Preserved it through the ages. Just how amazing and trustworthy you are. How much you care and are paying attention. Just how extraordinary you are. God, meet us here today. Today. In all of our situations, and all of our challenges, and fill us with peace. Enemy, in the name of Jesus, stop messing with these people. Get, get out of here. Get away from us. We, we, we say no to you messing with us, winding us up, filling us with anxieties and worries and stresses and fears. And instead, in the name of Jesus, Prince of Peace, come. And fill us with peace.